Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Dare Prayer's Morning Bible Study, and we're so glad you can join us. But before we get into the Word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in our lives, Lord. And we just thank you for the joy that we have, Lord, and the perfect peace, Lord, that no matter what, Lord, that we can always maintain the peace that you give us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit guiding us and directing us what to say and when to say it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. We just ask that if you're blessed by this message, that you would like it, that you subscribe on this and any number of the platforms we can find a day of prayer, and that you'd share it with someone else so they can grow in relationship with our Lord and Savior and be blessed, and and that it goes around the whole world. That is, mm-hmm. that is what the Lord has mandated for this ministry, is that the gospel will be preached to the four corners of the earth. So I want to thank you for helping us accomplish what the Lord has mandated for us in this ministry. And we ask the Lord that he bless you as well mm-hmm. in helping us fulfill that, that mission. So, Acts chapter 2. We're going to reread the first 39 verses. Because there's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. And I know there's more verses in, the, in that chapter. But this is, it combines a few sections, if you will. But it is of vital importance. Mm-hmm. So, we're, we're going to spend some time on this as the Holy Spirit leads. And discuss in full everything that he wants us to discuss. So, can I get a volunteer to reread Acts chapter 2, first 39 verses, or a couple of volunteers to, to read that section of scripture? I will. As will I. All right. Thank you. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to each other, to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mocking said they are full of new wine. 
But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by you to, sorry, attest, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know him, being delivered by the, by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified, and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh will also rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, let me speak, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, for he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God was raised up, of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you see now see and hear. For David did not ascend into heavens, into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucify, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall, be, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and your, to your children, and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Amen. So, at this time, I want to open up the floor and give the opportunity for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. Uh, I love your smile over there, sir. Thank you. So, clearly you're excited. And then, of course, to ask any questions that you have. So... How about we start with you there, Promise, because you're chomping at the bit, ready to get going. So, go ahead, sir. Yes, Dad. 
Okay, first of all, it's talking to me with the first four verses of chapter two and how the Lord is telling me that the devil always wants to come and says, well, you don't have this instead of looking at what you do have. And um, earlier inside of the day, I had been foggy when we were driving. And so I was looking at it going, man, I can't see that sign in front of my face. And the Lord told me, don't look at what you can't see, but look at what you can't see because you can't drive by looking at what you can't see. Glory to God. Amen. That's revelation from the Lord. Mm -hmm. That is from the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Go ahead, sweetheart. Amen to that. And so the Lord's talking to me about how that's what the devil tries to do. He tries to go, wait, no, look at this. And he reminded me of inside Proverbs chapter 29. It says where there is no revelation, the people die off. I'm paraphrasing it. <laughs> they perish. But yes, they. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Go ahead, sweetheart. And how the devil only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that's his ultimate plan. And as for us believers, we have to look at what the what power that the Lord has given us. And you can see that with the Lord giving them the power of tongues. Mm-hmm. Of men and of angels. Okay. What about it? And how we're supposed to... Um, the Lord reminded me that the... Those native language is lies, so that when we're speaking the truth, he can't understand it. Mm, glory to God. Go ahead, boy. You're preaching over there. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us what the Lord was saying. Go ahead, sweetheart. It's in what the verse, what verse is it? Verse 37 to verse 39, where it's talking about their cut to the heart. Mm-hmm. And the Lord remind me of, he gave an example, there, if there's two swords and one is nice and clean and unrusty, then there's another one that's rusty and parts of it are breaking off. The people have the choice to go, no, no I'm not going to look at that, so I'm just going to look at this one and say, yeah, so awesome. The rusty one? Make, yes, Mom? Clarify that one for me a little bit. So there's one sword is nice and clean, and that's the... Right, so and that's the example that Aries, everything's supposed to be modeled after. Okay. Then there's a second sword that's not taken care of. Okay. And it's rusty and breaking apart. Okay. And so when you remove the example, it's easier to look at your sword and say, yes, this is the best sword that there is. Okay. So take away the standard of righteousness so you can stand with whatever is left. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, kind of like Cain and Abel. If I get rid of Cain, thought if he got rid of his brother, his now his sacrifice would be acceptable to the Lord. It'd be double. Except it's not because it's still not what God said. Now and plus, they, now you've committed murder. <laughs> still needs to be brought under the blood. Okay. Amen. All right. What else you got? That was it. Okay. Well, I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So there's a couple key things there, sir. Don't want to bring out right in those first few verses and it talks about how and dean you brought this up in the previous podcast suddenly there came from a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and then appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were filled with the holy spirit right so while we were studying the Lord's house, right? Yes. 
In Exodus 40. Does that not sound familiar? Yes, with the fire and the wind. Mm. Yes, so Exodus 40, 34. It says, Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting, because the cloud rested above it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Right? Yes. Yes. There's a, also a similarity as it pertains to the house of the Lord in Second Chronicles 7. This is after Solomon dedicates the temple. Right? The first temple. It says, when Solomon had finished praying, this is Second uh, Chronicles 7, starting in verse 1. When Solomon had finished praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Which is amazing. And their response, the people's response, when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on uh, yes, and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen. Right? The Lord is good, for his mercy yes. endures forever. Now, I, I bring this up because as, as we, I'll say, it's pointed out in the beginning of our study, our introduction into the book of Acts. There, this is the extension of the Lord's house. We went from studying about the physical structure and the representation, but what the Lord always desired was that he would live and dwell among us, right? Yes. yes. The fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, living and dwelling in us and being empowered, right, by the yes. Holy Spirit yes. to carry out the work that he has given each of us to do. Excuse me. Right? Yes. yes. So you're seeing that here. It's making the connection point, as it were. Right? Yes. The the glory of the Lord fell, right? And this the um and it filled the whole house. Just like in the temple, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And they couldn't even enter. And and the tabernacle, or and in the first temple, right? Yes. But here they're they're still walking and talking and and teaching and filled with tongues, which is incredible. And and it's prophesied about not just in Joel, not just in Joel. Actually, were you going to say something about this, sir? No, Charles, um. about tongues. The tongues of fire? Yes. It's not quite what you're going to say, Dad. You can go ahead. Well, and no, no, no. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled, with, and exactly. the evidence of that was speaking in other that tongues. That is it. Yes. Amen. The evidence was speaking in tongues. But mm-hmm. that was also prophesied about in the Old Testament as well. Um, but I'm going to pause right there because uh, since you have something that you're going to share about. So we'll go to you first, sir. Okay? I won't. Yes. I won't steal your thunder, as it were. Okay, first I would like to go to um, Exodus, Exodus 16, I think. Exodus 16. 
Which first, baby? Okay, this this is not the one I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you talk us through it? Yes. Um, what the Lord is originally showing me, he pointed out in the first verse of it, it said, when the day of Pentecost had fully come. And he was pointing out that there had been a uh, proceeding. It didn't just come in one day and saying, mildly the Lord came and everybody was cleaned and washed all of a sudden. And how the Lord showed me that even inside of the uh, Old Testament when they were crossing the Red Sea and Pharaoh's arm was behind them, there was, the Holy Spirit was already there. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. behind them and as a fire by night and cloud by day. Mm-hmm. And the Lord showed me that this also refers to what it was like before the day of Pentecost had come. And how he was already there among them and he was working through them. But when it finally became known to the public at what was happening, because while they're in the inner room, the Holy Spirit was among them. Amen. Because only when um, the Holy Spirit is present can everybody agree. Like, I know mm-hmm. for us three, sometimes it's hard to get along with them, especially along with, with your Prons. siblings. Yes. Okay. And then the Lord showed me that he had to be present in order for that to happen and to mm-hmm. maintain harmony. Mm-hmm. And then as I was talking to the Lord about it, um, and a slightly different thought also referring to, and I was talking to the Lord about the final verse and how he, uh, they said, this promise is not only for you, but also for your children. And Lord reminded me of how inside of Matthew, when Jesus was, when they wanted Barabbas back from Pontius Pilate and gave Jesus over, they said, let this curse be on our children as well after us. And how the Lord was showing that it was a freeing of their children who had done nothing wrong from that curse that their parents had spoken over them. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was showing me that also here, this was just a washing of that away for the people who were willing to partake of it. Mm-hmm. So you're saying for the people that decided to partake of God, and the Holy Spirit would cleanse away the curse that was brought upon them by other people's words? Also, the curse that they like brought... Like for their parents cursing their children? Yes, and it was also showing that their action had a profound effect. Both their action not to do what the Lord wanted, but eventually to come back into what the Lord wanted and to... Um, proclaim their faith in Jesus and say He is the Christ and how that was a restoration from what they had did to to the children and for themselves because they were cursed themselves as well. Hmm. So that's what salvation is for everyone, right? Every time we partake of sin, it gives opportunity for the curse to come in, right? And that's just, that is the product of sin. That's what sin does. Um, When sin reaches its fullness, it brings forth death. So salvation is that for everyone, not just the people here, but when we come and accept Jesus Christ, we bring all of everything that we've ever done under the blood of Jesus and he blots it out, right? And he yes. remembers it yes. no more. And he becomes a wall between us and those things. Now, there's while it's done in the in the name of Jesus and in the spirit realm, we also have to be conscious to remember that we're redeemed and to confess yes. that we're redeemed and not partake of it. And then moving forward in our generations, we have to teach the right thing and to refrain from giving opportunity for the adversary to come in anymore. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Amen. That was it for right now. That's okay. interesting. Were you going to share something, my love? I, I was, yes. Okay. Um, was very, well, it kind of builds a little bit off of what you were saying, right? Yes. About the Holy Spirit. We see, and we pointed this out in the previous episode, about the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was made known, yes, by the, the cloven or divided tongues of fire, right? Yes. That rested on each one. And they began to speak with other tongues, mm-hmm. right? This is not, ju- and as I was saying earlier, it's not just what um, Peter started preaching about from Joel, right? That's in Joel chapter 2. But this was prophesied about in Zephaniah. And it's actually, you. It, it's in chapter 3. And in verse, let me find it real quick. Oh, verse 9. But actually, in verse 8, it begins talking about this faithful remnant, right? Uh, and it, So I'll start in verse 8. It says, Therefore wait for me, says the Lord, until the day I rise up for plunder. My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of kingdoms, to pour on them my indignation, all my fierce anger. All the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. And then it says, For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language that they may all call on the name of the lord to serve him with one accord from beyond the rivers of ethiopia my worshipers the daughter of my dispersed ones shall bring my offering Does that sound awful lot like i don't mean awful and bad but a lot very similar to what was happening here yes there was you could say wrath or indignation poured on the people, right? Let's look at the environment that they were in. They were occupied by a pagan or secular um, leadership. So you're saying Israel, Israel was, because of their disobedience exactly. previously, was now under slavery and bondage to Correct. another people because that was a part of their covenant. Keeping your covenant, I'll make sure that you're free and you that is it. have... Yes his standard and God will be your king. But and if as you a result, rebel, you will not. Exactly. And as a result, had less rules or less freedoms. They had more, more laws and less freedoms, right? They were subject. Yes. They were subject to, another to, to another mm-hmm. ruling or, or another, another form of leadership, another government's leadership imposing their will on the people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which also li- limited, if you will, how they could worship. Right. But the Lord yes. always makes a way. And what's he say? I will give you a pure language. Well, it was you, Layla. You brought up how that might have been, or it might have been promised. Um, so forgive me for what I'm about to say and correct me uh, for whichever one said it. About how the devil cannot understand. That was promise? All right. Yes. Well, good on you, sir. The devil is unable to understand the heavenly language. Mm-hmm. Right? But I want to point a couple things out here first. Um, how, so in Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, I'll start in verse 7. Um, it says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. 
For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Then if you look at... Oh, Paul then, the Apostle Paul, right? So we're skipping ahead a little bit because uh, we haven't covered that yet in Acts, Paul's conversion. But in 13, talks about the greatest gift being love, right? And yes. then in chapter 14, after again telling them pursue love, right? And yes. desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy, right? He says this, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. And then he declares, I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For you prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues unless he interprets that the church may receive edification. Right? What happened in Acts chapter 2 that we just read about? Each man heard what the others that were gathered in the room saying the interpretation of them in their own language. Interpretation was given to those who were not yet believers. Is that not the exact pattern and process that the Apostle Paul is declaring and making binding for the church? Yes. Hey, yeah, speak in tongues. It's a good thing. You're speaking the mysteries to God, right? You're declaring it. It's building you up. Mysteries of God, thank you. Mm. Is declaring it in your spirit, right? But then, and there's another verse, I'll have to look it up, but it says how tongues is for the unbeliever. Right? It's a sign. The, the sign it's of tongues. Sign. It's a sign for the unbeliever. And what happens here? They're speaking with tongues, again, as the Spirit gave them utterance, where it was, that was one of the parts of the, what Paul had declared. And then the crowd responds. and says, wait, wait. These people are from Galilee. How are they speaking in all these languages? And then it says what they were speaking. So let, let's bring a little bit of uh, clarification for just a second. All right, honey. So unbelievers do not have the ability to speak in other tongues. Correct. You have to be saved first before you can receive the indwelling and the infilling, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit that we're talking about in Amen. Acts chapter 2. You have to be saved before you get that. But it is an observatory sign to the unbeliever to witness what's happening in the believer as they're operating in the... Um, speaking in tongues. Now, there are two pathways for the tongues, not for them to come, but how they're used. So what they got in Acts chapter two was their personal heavenly language that they could speak Mm -hmm. to the father, speak mysteries out of their spirit, which built them up in their most holy faith. Amen. Right? Yes. Now, there is a spirit-led operation of speaking in tongues and declaring out loud to other people that operates with interpretation that is made so that the whole body, the whole people present can be edified because my personal gift of speaking in tongues is for me. 
Amen. Me and God. That's me and God's relationship. And that's to edify me and encourage me and strengthen me. Right. But when we're speaking the gospel, when we're preaching the gospel, it needs to be understood, which is why the apostle Paul said prophesy, because that is an intelligible or intellectual. You can understand it with your intellect and now make changes unless you're speaking in tongues and it's being interpreted what the Holy Spirit wants to Mm. say. So one is a, a gift that the Holy Spirit operates as he wills for the edification of the church, the whole body, whether it's new people he's bringing in or people that are already part of the body of Christ. Does it, you understand that there's, there's two different yes. operations. One is a personal gift. One is a public ministry. That is, I can speak in my personal gift of tongues whenever I want to. The Holy Spirit giving the operating in that manifestation of tongues and interpretation is as he wills. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything yes. God does for us is a gift. So the language of saying it's a gift doesn't mean it's my personal. I don't make the Holy Spirit come on me to give tongues and interpretation. That's not mine. I can't operate in that when I will. Neither the it word says of the Holy Spirit gives utterance or word not of wisdom. Our, not exactly. Us those prompting or forcing those him. belong to the Holy Spirit to work as He wills. But the ones that He gave to us, which we're looking at in Acts chapter two, that's your personal gift. You can talk, speak in tongues whenever you want to. That's yours. That belongs to you. That's from the Father. That's permanent how he operates upon us in a public way. That's as the Holy Spirit wills to accomplish God's purpose. Yes. Okay. And, sorry. And, the, and in that, we also see what Paul is describing happened here mm-hmm. because the Lord was through his Holy Spirit in control, operating and flowing in and throughout the people. And you saw the exact process that we just read about the order in the, in the church, as mm-hmm. it were, that Paul is describing and, and setting in place, Amen. making binding in the church, Amen. is exactly how the Lord operated here Amen. in this way amongst both believers and non-believers. Yes, it also says that there were proselytes. And what were they declaring? The one People that one. should not have known the language, right? Yes. The it says, did a special miracle Yes, here. exactly. Mm-hmm. He says, or all of those people from all of those places said, we hear them, these people from Galilee, right? Galileans, speaking in our own tongues or own languages, mm-hmm. the wonderful works of God. Amen. And as a result, right? This Again, tongues is a sign for the unbeliever. As, as they a, witness it. As they witness it. Yes, mm-hmm. they, were, they were seeing it here. Verse 12. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? So now, as being a, from being assigned to the unbeliever, their interest is piqued. They are curious. Amen. They want to know more about the Lord. Glory to God. Isn't that how it should be for all of us? Yes. Now we should all move and flow and operate, function in the Holy Spirit to carry out His will, His plan, and His purpose? Yes. yes. Amen. 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 Well, there's a lot in there, and we're going to pause there for today. And um, with that, can I get a volunteer to close this out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your limitless gifts, Lord. Mm-hmm. And we just thank you that we can joy, enjoy them, Lord, and that we can praise you and thank you for them, Lord. Without ceasing, Lord, there's never too much praise for you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we also just thank you that we can go about and share the light with others around us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we love Jesus. you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. 
This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.